Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, mamacita. Welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. Epa, no seas malpensada. That's mamas as in, hey, mama. Y todas las semanas te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Aquí se habla Spanglish. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izarra. In today's episode of Mamas con Ganas, we're talking about the vast career opportunities available for Latina women in technology. Delete all the stereotypes of what a techie looks like, mamacita, because today's conversation might just ignite your interest for STEM, as in science, technology, engineering, and math. Today's guests, Catherine Gill, Managing Director of Align, and Jessica Gonzalez, a student currently enrolled in the Align program at Northeastern University. They will talk to us about the exciting scholarship opportunities available to minorities pursuing a career in tech and what it really takes to become competitive in today's evolving workforce. Catherine and Jessica, thank you so much for coming to our podcast and talking to us about this important subject. Thank you so much for having us. We're going to talk about a lot of things with related to Latinas in technology. But first, I want to go into, you know, I, I, I brought Catherine here to tell us a little bit about the Align Masters of Science program. Catherine, can you tell us a little bit about what that is and how it works? Claro que sí. Muchas gracias. So Align um, is a program here at, at, at Northeastern University, like you just said, um, that's really focused on closing the diversity gap in computer science in particular. Um, so what we do is we give student, we give oppor the opportunity to students from whatever kind of background, right? They studied anthropology, like um, yeah. mi amiga Jessica aquí. Uh, they studied philosophy, literature, you name it. Okay. Um, but they still have the opportunity to pursue a master's degree in computer science, right? Yes. So the program has kind of three components. We start with what we call el puente, the bridge. And this is sort of two semesters of formación básica. It's kind of the fundamentals of computer science to prepare students para entrar en la, ma la maestría, to enter into the, uh, the master's degree. So they have three full semesters of the master's degree. And then in there in the middle a little bit, we have lo que llamamos el co-op. And that's the thing that Northeastern is probably most, most famous for, which is six to eight months of experiential training on the job, 100%, no tiempo completo, pagado, en una empresa, en un puesto de tecnología. So you, get, you come out with having sort of caught up, if you will, with a master's degree in computer science and six months of, wow. um, of, of, um, of work experience already in a technology position. I think people feel that when they're graduating from university, if they haven't studied computer science, ya es demasiado tarde. 
right? And what we want, our sort of vision is we want the masters in computer science to be similar to the MBA, something that you can do after your undergraduate degree or going to law school. And it's not too late. That door is still open to you. Yeah. And I think it's genius because every single field, no matter what it is that you study, like you said, computer science will give you such an edge in today's world because you know with what i do even in journalism and, and even in acting right now we're not just in front of the camera we have to do all the back end things we have to learn coding we have to learn like the computer science is so ingrained in today's world that no matter what it is that people are studying you will have such a competitive edge if you actually get a master's. Like you said, maybe instead of business, if you go and get it in, in computer science. You totally nailed it. You totally nailed the heart of this, which is technology is part of everything we do. Right? I think, yeah, sometimes you don't even realize how much we need it. You're an artist. It's going to be part of your job. And so that technology formation, being able to really study it, understand it, it's becoming increasingly important. And the diversity issue within the sort of access to that kind of education, therefore, becomes more important. Yes, the diversity issue. And let's talk a little bit about that, you know, about the gender and diversity gap that exists, because maybe our listeners don't really understand the gap that's existing right now, mostly the gender gap, right? I think for minorities in general, but the gender gap is huge, which is interesting uh, that it's in the United States, because I actually did some research um, about other countries and it's not the same thing in other countries but in in the, in the united states for some reason there's a big gender gap and i and i read that about only 18 percent is it of uh of people that go into computer science are women is that is that is that not an accurate number uh, the point that your your research is is spot on again um this is this is a very sort of American US problem. We're not producing students with this kind of training. Other countries are, are really, really outpacing us on this. So we have a sort of a competitive issue, a competitiveness issue. And within that, we are really falling short in terms of inviting or enticing women and underrepresented minorities to, to participate. So this Exactly. You just mentioned, right? So, you know, more than 50% of all undergraduates now are women, more than 50%, right? But only about 18% are graduating with a degree in computer science. And I think that the reason, you know, one of the reasons it's so important, and correct me if I'm wrong, is because that's where the opportunities are at for the future, right? Right. If you want to study things that are going to give you a job in the future, it doesn't make sense. The math doesn't add up. And yet that is the statistic. And, and we're not moving off of it. We're not making great gains. And then similarly with African-Americans and Latinos and people from um, you know, Native American populations, the, the statistics are even worse. There are 25% of graduates and only about 10, maybe even less 10% of people with a degree in computer science. That's we incredible, have, yeah. We have, big, we have a big issue. And it's funny because, uh, Jessica, um, you're from Mexico, and I was reading a statistics about Mexico, um, and it was saying there's actually more people, more women in Mexico studying technology than there are in the United States. I think for Colombia and Mexico, just to give our, our listener a little bit of background, there's about between 20, I think 28 to 30% of women going into the field. So 
the United States is really, really behind that train. And in other countries around the world, there's a lot of women going into, into technology, I guess, because they know that the opportunities exist out there. Jessica, what enticed you into studying um, computer science, into going into this program? Um, bueno, uh, quiero empezar. Um, soy uh, mexicana americana. Um, soy first generation Latino aquí. Mi mamá vino aquí a los Estados Unidos igual con mi padre. Actually, it was a little bit of a journey, to be honest. Um, it started all in my graduate degree. I visited my advisor with this crazy idea that I, to her that I wanted to do computer science. And she kind of looked at me a little bit like I was crazy, like anthropology, computer science. And <laughs> I was like, yes. And um, she actually offered me a different course that was not computer science, but just to give me an idea of how the logic would work. Um, unfortunately, I didn't really relate. I didn't really like it. So I ended up just letting it go. But um, as I went to work in the real world, and by mean real world, I mean, I, I did the AmeriCorps Vista, which I work with uh, the refugee population in Omaha, Nebraska. And I started to realize, like, as I was collecting data um, that, if I had a computer, if I knew how to, if I had this tech, this tool, then I could do my job better, more efficient, uh, quicker. Um, and that kind of that kind of really stuck to, to me. And I I sent my by my boss an email and I told him like um, I want to talk to you about what do you think what I'm thinking. And I told him and he's like he's like okay he's like do it. And I said I'm like I'm not lying. I I'm like I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna help you with this issue. I started Googling and I came across different programs from different universities and they all had a really high list of demands for the prerequisite, um, the G, not GPA, but just like your background. It was the most important part and I didn't have a technical background. Um, and that's when I ran into the online program and it talked about how it took students like myself and gave them these tools that they can use to fulfill whatever they're fulfilling. Mm. And that really hit the spot with me. And, um, I'm, and I'm here. Just knowing that I could be developing a skill that can help solve many problems, that just really excited me. And I was like, if that's something that can really take me to where I want to go, why not do it? It, it just made, it made sense to me. Made sense, it made sense. Los tiempos están cambiando y esto es tan importante. Porque algunas veces uno estudia y hace ciertas cosas porque les, uno tiene un interés con, como tú dices, en, en anthropology, that was your, that was your love. And, um, and you can have a love for anything, but in reality, sometimes we also have to have that other part, which I think is critical to ask ourselves, is there a job market? you know, for what we're doing and going into. And I think the answer is always yes, but to do it in a way where we're also setting ourselves up for, for opportunities in the future. And I think, I think honestly, but actually my dad, I'm gonna tell you a story because my dad has always been wanting, I'm actually really good at math. I, I grew up, I was, <laughs> that was like my subject. My subject, I was a math girl. They say that girls are better in reading. That's not true. This one year, I'm better in math. And my parents really wanted me to do you know, uh, engineering, and I know I could have done it really well, just that I know that my, how do you call, my calling was somewhere else. Correct, right. yeah. Calling is an anthropology, but it's funny how you do what you want to do, and then later on you realize that there are added 
um, skills. Correct. And now so, the skills are in computer science that are needed, that we need in order to take us to the next level and, into, and in order for us to actually have, you know, I, I guess what you would call a, a, a future with potential and a future with, uh, you know, for us to be uh, marketable, right, in the workforce. Correct. Well, Valentina, can I, this, you, you've just sort of defined why the program is called Align, right? It's called Align because we want people to feel like they have the opportunity to align their, what they did early, what they were early on in their lives passionate about with where they see they want to add value, right. right? And so Jessica's story is perfect, right? The, the anthropology, the sort of curiosity, the seeing problems, the thinking about community, but then also seeing that there could be a technology solution as part of that and that she didn't have to choose. Correct. No había que, que, que elegir uno o el otro. Exactamente. Podemos aline, we can alinear. alinear los dos juntos. And you know, what we're finding is that compañías están buscando exactamente eso. Quieren la diversidad de pensamiento. They want, the, they want the background. They want gente más holística que piense de varias maneras. Definitivamente, definitivamente. You know, why now? Like, why is there so much emphasis on STEM right now? And I think part of it is that awareness that, and the yes. fact that it's everywhere. But I also think journalists and, and people like yourself who have audiences are able to show to shine a light on the places when there hasn't been a diversity of thought, when, you know, you didn't, you only had one sort of people from one type of background making a product, right? And the effect that I can have. On, on others. And Perfect. this sort of social justice of that has now got people, I think, really thinking, right? Like this, there's a sort of example that um, I think is a little bit famous where, um, you know, they didn't do any testing on um, hand sanitizer but dispensers. Oh, okay. For, for different skin oh, colors, yeah. right? Yeah. So it only works if you're white. Um, and so, I mean, isn't that interesting, right? And then apparently there are certain Fitbits, the same thing, that they don't, they don't work for black people. <laughs> I mean, you just think about these things, you're like, ¿Cómo es posible? Hoy en día, en el año 2018. Yeah. But it's happening. And so I think also we have the opportunity to be like, no, 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 no. This, we're, we're just we're not serving our customers. Correct. Yes. We're not creating enough value when, when people are sort of staying outside of the conversation. Yeah. And como dice, I think it's, like you said, it's time to be part of the conversation. And I'm going to ask you something. The question goes to both of you ladies. Okay. Why do you think that there's such a gap here in the United States, mostly in a country where we, we were pretty good in terms of gender equality and we still have a ways to go? you know, but we're not an underdeveloped country. Why is there such then a gap uh, with this field? Do you think it has something to do uh, perhaps with, is there a stigma associated with the word engineering or technology? Uh, what do you think? We're falling really short, and I think it starts quite early. Um, on inviting people into seeing themselves as technologists or right. as engineers. I mean, it, it, there's, there's pretty good research showing la, la falta de educación in, you know, la escuela primaria um, around, you know, it's in most middle schools, in most um, high schools, yeah. there's no required courses. There's very few AP courses. I mean, we're, we're just, it's not part of the curriculum. 
And I think the work around really building sort of engineering and technology into our, our public school system we're just getting going. Whereas I think many other countries were really working backwards from donde están los, you know, where's the work and building the sort of curriculum. Um, and we, I think, sort of are stuck in thinking, well, no, I, you have to learn to read, to write, da, da, da. And the math is sort of, it can all come later somehow. I think sometimes people think that it's like somehow, uh, you know, they hear the word technology or engineering, they think it's complicated or they think it's, I don't know, they have this idea that it's, that it's actually different than what it actually is. Do you, do you find that to be true, Jessica? I mean, if, when you think about technology, uh, what kind of people come to your mind? Gente como Elon Musk or uh, Bill Gates. Um, and even for males, I think they sort of have a stereotype. We sort of have a stereotype in our head that it's like this, like nerd with glasses, somebody who's socially awkward, and that can be that can can't be further from the truth, you know. In many cases, there is like that stigma that the sciences are hard and difficult, and I mean, it's true, it is hard and it is difficult, but it's doable. I think that's what a lot of people forget that we we are humans and we do learn like, uh, you know, so. And you know what I think, like at the end of the day, everything that is worthwhile is going to be difficult and it's going to have its challenges and it's going to push you to become something better than you were before. So when we say, oh, it's difficult, well, everything in reality, if we want to become great at anything at all, we're going to have to go and, you know, push past challenges. So it can be seen as something exciting, actually, in the end, you know, pursuing yeah. something. Catherine, what are the types of jobs available for people that actually decide to go into technology? Like, what does that look like? What types of jobs? Because I know they're very diverse, but give us an idea of the type of things that you can do, you know, with that type of degree afterwards. Sure, sure. sure. So I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you three examples of some pretty recent um, graduates. So one, and again, I'm going to do the sort of the align profile, <laughs> right? What they studied before and how they were able to bring it with them. So one of our graduates, she studied chemistry undergraduate, right? Then she did the align program and now she's working using her chemistry, but also for her technology training in a big pharmaceutical company. So she's not working for Amazon or Facebook, but she's still using both of those degrees together. So that's one um, really good example. Another one is, um, a person who studied literature, mm -hmm. right, um, went into the program, I thought, I think was really like, whoa, like very, very different than what he had studied undergraduate, and is now a technical writer for, uh, you know, one of the big firms that you, your, you and your listeners would definitely recognize, right? And then a third example is someone who's is a woman who studied philosophy, and this is my wow. favorite, right? And now she works at, um, She's part of a, a nonprofit that, that's trying to anticipate and think about the effects of artificial intelligence. Right. So bringing, that's big right now. The artificial intelligence. Wow. Yes. Right. So she's bringing that sort of philosophy training, the what ifs, and then combining that. And therefore, they can advise companies that are on the cutting edge of that technology to think about the cultural, the sort of human, humanistic implications. Yeah, so they do really need all fields then, like we're saying. Yeah. No matter what it is that you study, I mean, they're in, because that's like that we, like we're saying, it is, it is the future. I mean, look at us right now. We're having a virtual. <laughs> right. It's like, it's como si estuviéramos juntas en el mismo, um, en el mismo lugar. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactamente, exactamente. I read this article by this girl. She's so cute. This like uh, she's in engineering, and her her um, article became sort of viral because she was taking selfies in these. In, she's an engineer, and she was yeah. taking selfies in the bathrooms of the women's bathroom. And you know, normally we have the problem where we go into the bathroom, we have to wait in a long line. Well, she's like, she was the only one. Yeah, and she was talking about her name is Chloe Condone. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name right, but she was talking about like you know she's always everybody always thinks that she's the booth girl, and she goes and you know nobody ever assumes that she's an engineer, and um and she says hey and, and there's never sizes either you know like all the tech companies come and they give away shirts yeah. and she's like always she says I always look she's five foot two she's tiny she's like I always look like I'm wearing like my dad's hand-me-down shirts because yeah. <laughs> there's no female sizes I mean yeah. it's a real issue here yeah it's yeah. a real issue and I'm just looking at the context of how kids start you know with technology and a lot of times right now I'm seeing it with my son because I'm a 10 year old they have these uh, camps for ch for kids you know and the, the yeah. summer camps and they have the, even the programs at school and it's these pro these um programs where they they start making robots yep yeah it's crazy and that's how they start being interested in that oh, I man. wonder and I'm just asking the question out loud that maybe if there was another set or another way to get girls interested where it might not be robots it might be doing something that girls are interested that our girls seem to be more interested in but that it has a technology affiliated with it you right. know? and I, i'm just thinking maybe they want to like you know I don't know, whatever it is, because with everything, like we're saying, is technology. Girls are just as much into a technology as the boys are. But perhaps that initial introduction into the computer science, you know, maybe for girls should not be building robots. Maybe it should be building something else that entices girls to play with that more so that we get girls interested in that from a very, very young age. How do we tell girls like that it's an exciting career, that it's something that, you know, that they can see themselves in? How do we break that, you know, stereotype? Yo pienso que you have to start with believing in yourself. Um, de verdad, escuchar la voz que te dice, yo puedo ser cambio en este mundo, yo tengo las esfuerzas de hacer más de lo que maybe tus papás o tu familia o la gente alrededor está haciendo para un mejor futuro. Um, y yo pienso que eso es algo muy importante para alguien que quiera. And I also think we, we can create, through a program like this, because we're starting at the graduate degree, we can create new role models, right? Absolutely. We're developing leaders, right? We don't want just people who can code. We want people who can transform companies, help them be more diverse, help them serve the, you know, the world better. In order to do that, we have to create technology leaders, como Jessica. Right? Absolutely, people that don't fit that stereotype in our heads. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought I'm sure that all of us have an example where you saw a woman in your life, and you're like, oh my god, I can be like her. And if she hadn't been there, then you would have held on to your stereotype. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you guys are doing this really well. I mean, I was reading it, and compared to other universities, you guys are are closing the gap, and your goal is basically to get somewhere to fifty fifty very soon, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're so we're in year five of the program. Uh, we have about three hundred sixty students um, currently. We're going to be enrolling another two hundred and fifty in the fall. Um, and we're striving for a demographic 
that looks like the demographic for all um, university graduates. So the numbers we were talking about before, 50% women, 25% um, underrepresented minorities. We think that we should, we should be able to mimic those. There's no reason computer yes. science should have a different sort of, you know, makeup. And I just want to go back to the point you were making about what is the sort of the hook, you know, what's the equivalent of the sort of robotics entry point um, for a wider population? I think that's a really profound question because I think it's not that people aren't interested in technology. I think we are one of the places we have to improve is to what end, right? And what we're able to do with something like the Align program, again, is show there are more destinations that you, you know, places right. you can go with that degree. And that's very interesting, right? Mm -hmm. It's not technologia NC. That's not the end. It's the tools. It's what Jessica was saying. It's taking the technology tools to do this thing, to do that thing. Correct, yeah. And yeah. I think as we get better at talking about it in that way, we i think we open up the the gates a little bit wider yes we open up the doors absolutely because if little kids say well technology that's about building robots and the girl goes to herself well, i don't really want to build robots when i get older i don't want to build a robot i'm not interested in robots but i am interested in solving problems yes refugee communities that's interesting yeah. that's interesting exactly or using my psychology degree to study like artificial intelligence like you that's mentioned interesting. That's, that's interesting, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. And exactly. seeing that, yeah, the psychology behind and the thought process, the humanity, because, you know, we're talking about technology, but behind the technology, there's the humanity. And we need to bring all of that, those things to technology. What we can't escape right now is the reality that everything we do right now is tied to the technology. Yeah. 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 We just, we just don't realize it. Just like a simple process as like, going grocery shopping and you're yeah. swiping your credit card how does that work right yeah. like yeah. just little things day by day that we do not notice how much technology is really ingrained in our society yes definitely there is there's a lot of opportunities and also i mean correct me if i'm wrong but also there's a lot of opportunities for high income salaries right as far as we can tell all of our graduates so far are making a hundred thousand dollars or more um which is amazing for it's a really good, that's a really good starting salary. Yeah. The, I mean, my, our, our, my boss, the, the dean of the college, if she were here, she would say, look, one of her, the things that energizes her and, and, and really inspired her to start this program is this is where the money is. And women and, and people like <laughs> Jessica and first generation patients, they deserve that money too. Absolutely. <laughs> it's part of this economy. Yes, we deserve to be a part of this economy. It's interesting because um, I mean, I think it's, for example, I remember, uh, not, I don't remember, this was way before my day, but I remember the show that, where that woman doctor, I don't know if you guys remember, the woman doctor, where she was Dr. basically, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Dr. Yes, Quinn. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. She was like, back in the day, she was the only woman in that field, and the yeah. doctors made a lot of money. I mean, there was, we've had to make progress as women in so many different fields, and now, I mean, this is this is the new frontier, in my opinion. No, this is the place where we have to step in. Exactamente. It's the new frontier because we've made a lot of gains, and we're just talking about women for a sec. Uh, women are now, you know, at least 50-50 in law school and in medical school, and so that's the la, la, la próxima frontera is computación. Computación, la tecnología, yes, engineering, all these. Es la frontera de nuestro momento. Absolutely, and. and 
the pinnacle of the, the whole thing, or I would say the, the most important thing is it's in high demand, like we're saying. So we're pretty much guaranteed jobs if we graduate from these from these programs to be yeah. able to yeah. work and not only work, but make a good pay. We reckon that there are in 2020, there will be 1.2 million jobs that will go unfilled at the current rate if we don't start really accelerating our own talent pipeline. Repeat that one more time, just so our listeners. So by 2020, 1.2, this is Bureau of Labor Statistics data, 1.2 million jobs that will go unfilled, unfilled because we are not creating the talent pipeline. We, the colleges and the universities, are not preparing people for the workforce to take wow. those. That's huge. So then the economy is going to try to look externally and bring those jobs in. And that works sometimes, but that's a lot of visas. And the country's not doing a very good job with visas right now. So we have a really sort of complex situation, supply and demand situation. Yes, supply, and it's so huge. I feel like what needs to be put out there is the, the knowledge or just this, the fact that people don't know that this is happening. Because the other thing that we haven't even discussed, but it's very tied to this, is all the loans that people have you know, that people get from studying. If you're studying that something that's not in demand and then you graduate, but you don't have the skills required for the jobs out there, then you have the debt. Yes, you're in debt and you can't <laughs> even pay your student debt. And, um, and Latinos, you know, a lot of times we end up helping, sending money back to the countries where we're from. We also end up pay, helping our parents when they go into retirement. I mean, that's just the reality of our community. So I think it's even, it's so important for our community to know where the jobs are at so that they actually make uh, intelligent decisions for where they go and they study. And it doesn't mean that they have to study something that they don't like. It means that perhaps they need to add those skills like we're talking about here to implement into what it is that they, they their, their knowledge base is at so that they can actually become, like we said, marketable in the workforce and have jobs out there so that they don't just stay in debt and that they can pay off their student loans and have a bright future ahead of them and fill these gaps, like you're saying. Exactly. And so we've been really focusing on scholarships and actually Jessica was one of the recipients of the scholarships. Oh, correct. Um, see, actually that was like my deciding factor to come mm -hmm. to Northeastern. Um, I remember talking to my mom and I was like, mom, no sé si me van a probar por este loan, like right away, you know, I'm like, I don't know how it works, but the logistics, but I was like, I, I was, my, my hope was ending right there and then. Mm. And I remember that night I talked to my brother and I was like, I was like, I don't know why, but I feel, I just know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and I'm going to make it happen one way or another. And I kid you not, the next morning, the first thing I look up my phone, I have an email from the university. I was like, oh, look, what it, let me see what it is. And I read that. And honestly, right there, it made my decision. And I was like, if this isn't a sign, like if this isn't, I don't know, I'm one of those <laughs> yes. people, right? I'm like a sign from the universe that I should be doing this. And I mean, I was really thankful that there was that scholarship. And I was even more thankful that I was one of the recipients because it did determine whether I was here today with you guys or not because I you know we, we all come from very different backgrounds and just like what the Align program says um, all my classmates they're amazing um, intelligent individuals and just 
being a part of that is a very exciting and I want people to get excited about that. Be excited to be innovative, be excited to be leaders of tomorrow because we are the leaders of tomorrow. It's true. And you know, we're the biggest minority group in this, in the United States right now. The Latinos are the biggest minority group now. So we have to also, you know, become an active part of the economy and, and, and I think help and do fulfill maybe, you know, all the dreams that our parents had when they came to this country. Correct. And and let me, let me just tell you, like, um, everybody here at Northeastern was very supportive. Um, from the moment I started the whole process from Googling, like, let me see where I can find this program. And there was a lot of requirements that I did not meet. And luckily my Google searching skills got better or the Google algorithms got better. And I found the Align program. And from the beginning, step of me contacting them. I received a friendly email telling me these steps, what are required, Um, especially for, like I said, first generation. I don't know. I didn't know how to apply for a master's program, especially Mm -hmm. not in technology. And I didn't feel qualified enough, but they made it easy enough for me to feel confident with the process and follow through, which, you know, it's also very helpful. That's very exciting. Catherine, tell us about these precisely, the scholarship opportunities that we're talking about uh, with regards to being available, you know. We're really clear on this, that we're asking people to go on a journey, that this isn't, this isn't noise obvious, right? For a lot of people, this, I mean, for all of the structural issues that we were talking about, people aren't choosing this path. And so we needed to create the space um, for them to to try it, but not immediately be incurring incurring more debt, right? Because no es para 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 todos, right? Sí, claro. You know, about ninety three percent of people go all the way through the program so far, so our retention rate is really high. Um, but we wanted people to feel like they could try something, they could see themselves in a different way, Correct. without adding to their debt burden. Mm-hmm. So we've really prioritized making the first semester 100% free so that you can have that you know that first three four month period to understand that and then we work with the students and you know ask them to to do their sort of financial aid and so we understand them and then to be able to do sort of ongoing scholarships to help them make it but people make good money at the end and so once you see the light at the tunnel the end (laughs) of the tunnel we think it sort of makes sense but so we really focus on that first semester yeah and that's great if you think about it you kind of get um Two good things you get if if you uh, apply for this program and you get the scholarship, you get a semester that's paid. But also, when you once you go into the program, you sort of figure out I'm gonna I'm going into a field where there's a lot of demand, and I'm gonna be able to take care of my student debt in any in any case. Exactly. And you remember, there's also that co-op that in that internship period, you get paid and. Más o menos, people are getting paid. You know, treinta y cinco, cuarenta mil. Dollars. While they're st- while they're still while studying. studying, and that's you know that pays off them. That's a una gran parte. <laughs> of course, uh, it's big. Yeah, it's pretty good. Who so else we- is escuchando? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that's my job offer. Yeah, and so we think that people can go through the program incurring very very little debt. And, and how much does that co-op program last again? How long does that last? They say sa ocho meses. And the entire program, the entire master's program. Both on using medio. Both on using medios. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yay. Well, I hope somebody listening to us, 
gets excited about this because I'm definitely excited. If I were to go back in the past and realize just how important computer science is, I, I might have minored or have a second major in yeah, this field. Exactly. Because I don't think you realize just how important it is until you actually finish school. But by then, by that time, you're already a step behind. I think, Jessica, what you're doing, right? Correct, yeah. I think what you're doing is so smart. You're already learning the skills that you really need when you're, once you're going to be in the workforce. Correct. And setting and, yourself up for success. Correct. And like you said, I see this as a skill or a tool that I can use to be the person that I already know I am. You know, I'm just making it adaptable for the future making it work for the tomorrow. If somebody is in that, um, how would you say, in that moment where they're not really sure, what would you say to them? Oh man, I'd say- entice them into, into going into this field. Listen to your gut. Like if it's turning and it's telling you like, oh man, it's gonna be the scariest right of my life, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, I love that. Because I love it, it's true. <laughs> If it's scary, do it. <laughs> um, it really, it really helps you grow as a person, and you come to appreciate the struggles and the hard work. And like you said, you you do see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you're, it just gets you that much closer. So just do it. Believe in yourself. That's Believe my. in yourself. You know, it reminds me of that saying where it says the the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. Mm. It's sort of that. It's where you find yourself at the point where you're afraid to step into that place, but you know that that cave is calling you and you know that's where your treasure is. So that's yeah. following your intuition. It's so important because if we do that, we'll, 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 we're normally sent to places that, um, that are right for us. If we yeah, just right. follow yeah. that, um, that intuition. Catherine, for anyone interested in finding more information about the Align Scholarship Program at Northeastern University, um, where should they go? Yeah, so you should go to our website. We just launched a brand new website. It's, I think you'd love it. I don't know if you got to see it, Valentina. Yes. It's, um, it's real, it's got all of these student stories, right? Yes, yes. So, um, and what we're trying to do is be able to show everybody's paths. So you can go into someone's story, see what they studied undergrad, see what they're studying now, where they hoped, you know, it will, will take them. So it's really rich content. I think people really enjoy it. Um, in there, there is a calendar um, of events. So this is muy importante because we are doing information sessions. We do a webinar cada semana, cada jueves en la tarde. Hacemos un webinar and people can just call up, ask questions. You know, I don't get it. What, what, what you know, just whatever questions. Um, so lots of opportunity for people to explore ask questions, talk to staff, talk to faculty. So that's on there. And so the website is northeastern.edu backslash align, super fácil. Um, so you can find that, find the calendar. And then there's also an email in there and that email goes to, to me and my team. Um, and we're looking at that inbox all the time. And then you get immediately connected with a, a real human. Ser humano. Perfect. <laughs> Let's yeah. tell them the, the website one more time. And just so that our listeners know, Align is spelled A-L-I-G-N. Correct, correct. So it's northeastern.edu backslash Align, A-L-I-G-N. Mm -hmm. 
Perfect. Super fácil. Yeah, and you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, and, and that's great. Google it, también sale. Yeah. Super, yeah, no hay problema. Google. Perfect. Yeah, and because if, if, so you're saying that there's actual a webinar that you guys do so that if they have any questions with regards to the program, they can get in touch with you guys. That's right. We do that online mm -hmm. and then we do information. That's every Thursday. And then we also do um, information sessions. We actually have the first one this week um, where we, it's sort of like an open house. And people can come in and they can talk to an advisor or they can meet a faculty member and they can meet other students. So there are lots of ways for people to, um, to kind of learn more. And the people that study the graduate program, are they all based in Boston or do some people do courses online? Yeah, so we have, so yes, but also very muy importante, we're at Northeastern, we have five campuses. Right, so we're, Jessica and I are here in Boston together. Mm -hmm. um, Boston is kind of the main Northeastern location, but we have a campus in Seattle. We have a campus in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have a campus in Silicon Valley. And um, starting in January, we have a campus in, in downtown San Francisco. So oh, wow. students in the Align program can study at any of those locations. And actually they can move around. They oh, wow. can start like, mira, por ejemplo, if, if Jessica gets her dream job at Google, mm -hmm. co-op, y le gusta, y se quiere quedar ahí en California, she could, um, she could stay there y, and, and um, acabar el, el diploma ahí. So, Where's your family, Jessica? Oh, well, my family is actually in Indiana, so I come Ooh. from the Midwest. <laughs> the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a campus in the Midwest. No, yeah, yeah. Not yet. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yes, by coastal. So, so um, and then there is, and then for many of the classes, especially at the end, as people are getting closer to um, full-time employment, there is the the option of doing classes online because people sometimes they'll do their co-op and then they want to start working right away and they want to finish the degree online at night. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I think we sent a, a lot of information to the mamacitas listening out there. If you're listening to this and you feel that calling to go into computer science or engineering or technology, <laughs> listen to it because there's lots of great opportunities for you out there. And we hope that this podcast sort of uh, brought a light into this subject. And if you, or if you have a sister who's uh, not sure about what they're gonna study or a daughter and you're listening to this, you know, you know share the podcast uh, with yeah. those mamacitas that you know will be interested in listening to this. Cause I think we need to, you know, have the more Latina representation. Yeah, less mamacitas have definitely got to take over. That's the yes. plan. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us here today. Um, yeah, thank you for the opportunity. And thank, thank you, for you so the, much for joining yeah, It was really, it was a wonderful conversation. <laughs> Bye, thank you. Bye. Hey, it's Valentina. Espero les gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it, or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed me some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. Gracias a oyentes como tú, podemos seguir creando contenido para otras latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir con tanto amor. Si tienen preguntas o comentarios, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com o seguirnos en las redes sociales arroba mamasconganas. Hasta la próxima, es Valentina recordándoles Don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. 
Let's Be Mamas con ganas. Besitos.